The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, now, though, I want to talk about education in this province. Draft documents of the UCP's plans for uh, Alberta school curriculum. The rewrite is coming up, uh, coming under some tough scrutiny. Uh, the documents uh, were, were obtained by the CBC. They were written by advisors and uh, cover extensive plans for what kindergarten to grade four students in the province could learn in social studies if the government puts the plans in place. Now, some experts say that if these plans are put into practice, it would be a step backwards for Alberta, including a suggestion uh, that students not be taught about residential schools. Uh, the Alberta Teachers Association says the documents came as a shock because they differed from what they first saw, specifically when it came to colonization in Canada and residential schools. Jason Schilling is the president of the Alberta Teachers Association. So much to talk with him about today. There's this and uh, the recent survey of teachers that has been done. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. I appreciate it. All right. So, Jason, you had said um, your comments uh, following the release of, of these documents and when you had a, a, a chance to take a, a closer look at them that you were extremely disappointed. What went through your mind when you read the documents, when you saw what was in there, and what was the biggest concerns? Well, the leaked documents that we saw are regressive and they're inappropriate in terms of the way that Albertans had indicated in the previous process where tens of thousands of Albertans participated in consultations on the curriculum, indicated that this was the direction that they wanted to go. Um, the association at the time with government had a full partnership, uh, an agreement that was signed between the teachers and the province to work on curriculum together because teachers are curriculum experts. And that was tore up about a year and a half ago and now it seems much more clear to me why the government wanted to end that agreement when we see this leaked document as it's come out and some of the suggestions that are in there. Jason, the education minister, though, saying that um, that uh, they they listen to the input of, of hundreds of teachers with this. Are you saying that that's not the truth? Well, we used to have an agreement um, where there were several working groups that were in the process all along, the development mm. process, the rewriting process. Um, the way that that agreement has been poured up and how that process is happening now are completely different. What you're seeing now is um, a draft would come to a working group of teachers to look at, but we don't know um, what power those teachers will have in those working groups, whether they see something that they think is inappropriate and they raise, say, a red flag on that, will they be listened to in that moment? Because teachers know um, when it comes to, uh, you know, content that they want to bring to their classrooms, what's age appropriate and grade appropriate, and, and we want to make sure that teachers' expert opinions are taken into account. Jason, um, the education minister was on with Danielle Smith yesterday. I want to pay, play a couple of clips for you just so you can hear them just as we ask about. This was the first one. Danielle had asked her uh, about a suggestion that uh, children be taught uh, memorization. Um, and this is what she had to say. Well, I, I, again, this is all advice that's given. Um, this was advice given by by one of our uh, experts in in and. Uh, it will all be taken into consideration. Nothing is final yet. So that's what she said about memorization. Uh, she was also asked about uh, dealing with Bible verses. Take a listen. This was advice given in, in terms of uh, world religion type 
understanding. But again, it's only advice and, uh, you know, that'll be going to the curriculum working group, as I said, and out to the public in early the new year and, uh, and uh, you know, being field tested, of course, next fall. So, Jason, that was uh, some of the comments from uh, the minister yesterday, and we heard that a lot in that interview. This is just advice being given. It's under consideration. No final decisions have been made. Uh, Your your thoughts on, on, on hearing those comments? Well, I mean, I don't want to see the Alberta curriculum, um, which is world-class right now, and uh, we see that from um, its use in, in the communities right now, move into something that is more of a trivial pursuit approach to curriculum. A list of facts don't necessarily mean um, full understanding by students, and uh, this new uh, plan as it's laid out um, has an elimination of a lot of cross-curricular structures that teachers look for. So what concepts can I take in English and apply them to math and science or art or phys ed? And, mm-hmm. how does, and that, you know, will enrich a student's understanding of the concepts as opposed to just a straight um, memorization of facts that when I look at the list of facts, there, I, I cannot find any uh, rhyme or reason to what that structure is about. Yeah, the document outlines, uh, according to the report, a number of ancient histories that we would be taught to students in a memorization format, including Roman and Chinese dynasties. Um, They talk about uh, removing the word equity, uh, saying probably it's it's politically partisan and it's a charged buzzword, uh, saying that children will be taught that most Albertans of Chinese, Japanese, Korean and Filipino backgrounds are Christian. It just seems seems a, a little odd all the way around. Do you believe that there's the possibility that this document could have been leaked, thrown out there, everyone gets upset about it, then they don't move ahead with it, and they say, see, we told you we weren't going to do that. Well, I mean, it is a a Eurocentric view of arts and history. It doesn't respect diversity or equity or reconciliation for that part. Um, If it was leaked and then they say oh well it was just advice um then i want to make sure that teachers are on the forefront of the work of the curriculum and uh its development because it's not only the development of it we also need to look at the implementation and how do we resource it and what resources and how do we make it successful teachers in our own research have been saying that they want a new curriculum in alberta they're looking forward to one and uh support a new draft curriculum but they are in um they we would not support this whatsoever from what we saw. Interesting. All right. So there were also lots of questions uh, raised about uh, a suggestion not to teach residential schools to younger age groups. Uh, Adriana Lagrange talked about that yesterday when she was asked about it. In fact, we will be teaching the full history of Canada, including First Nations, Métis, Inuit history, uh, residential schools where, where something that did happen and, it, and our children need to know about it. Um, and and it will, that content will absolutely be in our K-6 curriculum and that's just not negotiable. So we'll absolutely be in the K-6 curriculum, and I know that was something, Jason, when you first looked at the uh, the documents that, that, that came back, as a bit of a shock that it wasn't there, but she's saying it will be, so that, um, that concern, that worry that uh, the AT had on that front um, maybe uh, uh, leaved a little bit by hearing that. Well, I need to see the proof on that. <laughs> in the rhetoric yeah. when it comes out. You know, we, we can say the, the rhetoric all we want, but uh, I need to see the proof. 
I need to see the proof. I think a lot of people want to see the proof right now, uh, Jason, on, on a lot of things. You have said that you want to have a meeting with the education minister. Has that request been put in and have you heard back? Yeah, so I emailed, oh, sorry, yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> I did send a letter to um, the minister on behalf of the Association of Teachers of Alberta to sit down and have a conversation on curriculum specific. Um, a lot of times when we meet, we talk about COVID, but I wanted to talk about curriculum. Um, received a letter back from the minister a couple of days after that saying that they would be engaging all the stakeholders and that we should just keep our eye open for that invitation. And so my eyes are wide open waiting for that. Just waiting for it. I did want to ask you about uh, the the new results from the Pulse survey that the ATA did with uh, with uh, the teachers. And uh, again, I mean, some of this. I mean, I'm married to a to a teacher, Jason, and I. I look at these numbers. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much all of the things I'm hearing from my husband when he comes home uh, every day. What was what was one of the the biggest findings for you? The startling ones that you know that that jumped out at you. Well, I, you know, things are difficult and challenging right now in schools with uh, teachers. You know, school's just busy to begin with, but to add yep. on top of all of the measures that uh, are going along with COVID and the health measures and, and the protocols and, you know, if uh, a case should become positive within a school, um, just the ripple effect of what that has on teachers and students and their parents and the, the greater community. Um, one of the things that I find um, extremely troubling as as the president for the teacher associations the fact that 92 percent of teachers are still reporting about being exhausted at the end of the day mm-hmm. and this number has been consistently high since we started um doing these surveys with our membership when school started and um i find that uh um you know, I've, I've talked to minister and the other stakeholder groups, which are like the school boards and the superintendents, that we need to address some of the issues that are going on in our schools in terms of work intensification, um, because I worry about the sustainability of the school year. I mean, we want schools to stay open. We want them to be safe, but we need to address some of the concerns that teachers have now so that we can um, readjust the reentry plan and make it so that it's a less stressful environment for teachers and students. Yeah, 95% reporting stress, 81% reporting anxiety, 94% reporting fatigue. Are teachers getting what they need um, to, you know, as far as information when it comes to making sure that they know whether or not uh, it's, uh, you know, a kid coming into the classroom is safe to come into the classroom? And and are are you seeing that, that kids, children are, are following the rules that are that were put in place? Well, a lot of teachers are still expressing concern about being able to socially distance within their classrooms. And we are still seeing, um, believe it or not, numbers of classes are still growing um, as teachers that are making, you know, our students are making that choice sometimes between going online or in person. We're seeing classrooms grow. So teachers are concerned about that, especially as we come into the winter months when you can't take your kids outside like on day to day um, and have English outside for 90 minutes. You can't Mm -hmm. take kids outside for that long. Um, So there are some concerns there and we need to look at the supports that we can supply um, with teachers just with the things such as uh, the cleaning tasks um, and sanitization and maybe um, we address class size but maybe we also hire some individuals to work in schools who do that function throughout the schools to take that off the teacher's plate because you know we want to talk about these concerns but we also want to talk about legitimate things that are reasonable and attainable that we can do to help alleviate some of the stresses on teachers and students in school.
One of the things that I've been hearing from a number of teachers is, I mean, you can you can uh, have masks in place, hand washing, sanitizing, all of that in a school. But as soon as kids are outside of school, you know, whether it's a you know a lunch break or whatever, the the masks come off, and all of those kind of rules, you know, appear to be thrown out the window. How much of a concern is that among your members? Well, that's a concern in terms of cohorting as well, right? So yeah. when you're in your cohorting groups and, um, you know, kids are, are in, you know, in their cohorts at school and they're, they're, they're staying in there. But, yeah, that's a big concern when they leave the building at lunch or they leave the building um, after school then you know we don't have any control over that we can only control what um, we see in uh, uh-huh. the schools and so I know when we talked about our successful our priorities for a successful re-entry to school we also we identified in there that you know we all have uh, a job as a community to try to keep community spread down because we know from the science that what we see in the community will be reflected in the schools and you know I'm concerned of the case numbers that we see growing right now and how that's going to further impact schools and and affect teachers and principals and and kids. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the case numbers, if I remember correctly. I think the latest was, was it 9%, 8% of schools have cases in in the province? I I think that's, I'm just, don't quote me on that, but I'm just trying to remember from all the numbers over the past couple of weeks. Overall, has has the return to school plan, the the way that this has unfolded, has it unfolded better or worse than what you anticipated? Well, it's challenging for teachers and, and parents and schools and um, to maintain all of this. And that's why we're seeing consistently within our pulse surveys these um, high levels of the respondent or the levels of respondents talking about high levels of stress and anxiety and fatigue. Mm. We often talk about this notion that, you know, at the end of the school year that you're June tired, you know, in June. <laughs> and if you're married to a teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but teachers are feeling June tired at the end of September. And, mm. and that's concerning. And it's just, you know, if you get a case then in your school and having talked to principals across the, the, the province who have had cases at identified in their schools, just the, the added stress that puts on the students and the teachers and then their parents in the community as well. Like you might say, it was one case at a school, but that could send nine teachers home and 120 or 200 kids home. And it has a big ripple effect that sort of affects everybody within that community. Yeah, it sure does, especially with that testing turnaround time. Jason, I always appreciate you taking time uh, for us uh, on the show. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. I hope you have a good weekend. You too. Thank you very much. Yeah, take care. Jason Schilling, the president of the Alberta Teachers Association, um, joining us this afternoon. Um, yeah, I, I don't think some. Of the, I don't think these numbers uh, necessarily are surprising when it comes to how teachers are feeling. I, I would suggest that m- most people are, are feeling this way. A lot of people are, are, are feeling this way, that that they're tired and they're trying to figure out how to how to juggle things. Where, you know, at your workplace that, you know, there's you're, you're feeling stress. I think a, a lot of people are, are really reporting a lot of stress as well and anxiety and especially, you know, parents. And some of you are, are fine. Some of you are like, yep, no, no problem. But um, and I see it on the text line and, and, and that's fine to each their own. But there are some, you know, obviously, and especially if there's a immunocompromised parents or, or grandparents or, you know, uh, you know, there's a, a kid, 
in your kid's class that tests positive or, or whatever, and next thing you know, your child has to stay home for however long, and that adds stress. There's so many different layers of stress uh, through all of this, so I hope you are finding ways to manage your way through.